Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Now, as you guys know, this team loves to kneel for the national anthem and disrespect this country. They like to tell you how bad this country is. And their ringleader, Megan Rapinoe. As you guys saw during the Olympics, they greatly underachieved. I believe they actually uh, got a bronze medal, if I'm not mistaken. And Mega Rapino, man, I believe she's one of the most despicable athletes out there in the world, along with LeBron James. Now, when it comes to this team and kneeling for the national anthem, I, I do believe that there had to be some type of a riff that was going on. Because we know one player that refused to kneel for the national anthem And that was Carly Lloyd. Now, Carly Lloyd now has pretty much come out and confirmed that there was a cultural riff on that team and that she hated every minute of playing on this team. Check this out, guys. Carly Lloyd goes off on recent USWNT culture. I hated it. Now, she appeared on a podcast with uh, Hope Solo and Hope Solo has also been pretty critical of um, Megan Rapinoe. 
Now, this is a refresher here from last year. We actually talked about this. Former U.S. soccer star Hope Solo said Megan Rapino would bully players into kneeling for the national anthem. You see, folks, not everybody agrees with uh, Megan Rapino, but she is such a social justice warrior that she is willing to alienate teammates. And we're actually going to listen to a clip here of Carly Lord, who just retired not long ago. The only player on that team not to kneel for the national anthem. And check this out, guys. Let's go ahead and roll this clip here because this pretty much confirms everything that we thought was going on with the U.S. WNT. And um, there's a clip right there. I'm going to turn off the volume here and let's go ahead and roll it. Thinking about the culture and, um, you know, even with within our squad, I mean, the culture's the culture has changed. Um, it was really tough and challenging to play these last several years. I mean, to be quite honest, I, I hated it. It wasn't fun going in, um, you know, and, and it was only for love of the game really for me, you know, that, that is, I wanted to win and I wanted to help the team, but the culture uh, within the team was the worst I'd ever seen it. So I'm hoping that the future is bright and uh, some things change. So there you have it, guys. Carly Lord coming out and saying that the culture was the worst and she hated playing every minute of it for the past several years. So this is really not a surprise to me, considering, you know, that she was the only uh, player that did not kneel for the national anthem. And I do believe what uh, what Hope Solo said about uh, Megan Rapino bullying players. Now, Carly Lloyd said that uh, she hoped that the future is uh, bright for the uh, USWNT. And it may, very well may be as um, it doesn't look like Megan Rapino will be around again to contaminate this team. Hopefully, guys, that um, the future of the team is bright. Hopefully they actually got some players that actually love playing for the United States of America, the greatest country on the world. Uh, Carly Lloyd clearly Wanted to represent our country for the right reasons. Megan Rapino, not so much. She wanted to go out there and virtue signal and talk about how trash the president of the United States was. You know, her and uh, Donald Trump had some uh, beef there because she is a social justice warrior. And she pretty much, you know, fractured uh, that team, at least when it comes to Carly Lloyd. Now, Carly Lloyd did not name her by name. But when you're talking about the culture of the team, that has all to do with um, the teammates on the team. And the person that is up front and center outside of Carly Lloyd, Mega Rapino, a trash person, an absolute trash person. But uh, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Do you think that Carly Lloyd was pretty much calling out Megan Rapino for the horrible culture? I mean, the woman says she hated playing every minute with the USWNT the past several years. She only wanted to play because she loved playing soccer. Mega Rapino, obviously, she was focused on other stuff that had nothing to do with soccer. That's one of the reasons why this team did not win a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. 
Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports. Well, the L.A. Lakers meltdown continues. And I can tell you right now, I am absolutely here for it. I love it. Uh, LeBron James and this horrible, horrible cast of misfits that he himself has personally assembled cannot seem to win a game. They cannot win a game. Last night, LeBron, I believe, scored 26 and had 12 rebounds, had more turnovers than Russell Westbrook. Do you know how hard that is to accomplish? But LeBron did it, and I'm here for it. More turnovers as the L.A. Lakers took another L last night, another gorgeous L, 27-34, and and woo-wee, management is not happy with LaWoke James right now at all. So we've got two stories. They both involve Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, and she is pissed at LeBron because LeBron is doing what he's already trying to do. Jump ship, bail out, hit the eject button. Why? Because he assembled a dumpster fire, and now he wants out. And evidently, he spent the entire All-Star weekend running his mouth out there about wanting to leave and his future plans. I warned Laker fans. I said, this is terrible. You're getting a nightmare. Well, this nightmare is happening. Lakers owner Jeannie Buss stood up to LeBron James and clutch over eyebrow-raising All-Star comments. There's been smoke coming from the Lakers franchise throughout this season. This is clutch points. And it's not hard to imagine there have been actual fires. In the middle of the Lakers' embarrassing loss to the New Orleans Pelicans on Sunday, team owner Jeannie Buss was seen very visibly walking out on the team. Yeah, this was a thing. Check this out, guys. This is Jeannie Buss as the team's getting blown out. She said, nah, I'm done. I've seen enough. Peace. I'm out. Right here. Boop. She said, no, I'm much too classy for this BS. Look at the scoreboard. 78-53 at the time that she bailed out. I don't blame her in the slightest. I don't. NBA personality Bill Simmons, I can tell you right now, somebody that is as locked in as anybody, who's often plugged in on happenings around the league, spoke on the Lakers situation on the latest episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. Should be noted, Bill Simmons is in L.A. He first sounded off on LeBron James over his several eyebrow-raising statements during All-Star Weekend that hinted towards his personal frustrations and ultimately undermined the Lakers organization for underachieving. Hard to imagine LeBron's fingerprints weren't all over the decision-making in the offseason, particularly their splashy acquisitions of Russell Westbrook that used up any remaining trade power the team had for future moves. He has done what he always does, folks. He went to your team... He dismantled the young talent there. Brandon Ingram is one that I think of most notably. 
He has uh, turned the team into an old team that is in shambles, that looks like the Golden Girls, and uh, now he's going to leave it in an absolute mess. Quote, LeBron spent all All-Star weekend putting stuff out there, floating Sam Presti, floating the, quote, I'm only going to play when Bronny James is coming to the league. I'm playing with him. That's how you get me to your team. Wow. Floating some third-party stuff that then denied, they then denied about how they tried to facilitate these Westbrook trades. They were unhappy, taking no accountability for any of it. Holy Jesus. There were numerous reports over the offseason about how Westbrook to L.A. train ultimately garnered steam and eventually arrived at his cross-country destination. Westbrook had met with LeBron and fellow Clutch Points client Anthony Davis in L.A. James's home now to discuss manifesting a trade to, trade to team up under the purple and gold colors. For LeBron James to now passively, aggressively hint at being unhappy in this situation, he definitely helped mold, was said not to sit well with Jeannie Buss. Bill Simmons said the following, Jeannie Buss is a tough lady, man. She's been in the league since the early 80s, and I think at some point she stood up to those guys and was like, no, stop. You don't get to undermine all of this. Stop. You're here. You're under contract next year. What are we doing? I think they had a powwow. That's what I heard. But I think she stood up for at least something for them to unwind last week and pretend they weren't chaos agents was really strange. Wow. Wow. So what's happening now is the Lakers are in a full-blown meltdown on a team that LeBron James personally assembled and now that cur dog is trying to act like he didn't facilitate all this. Oh, it's not my fault. Is this not standard operating LeBron James procedure? Is it not? I'm going to do something, then not take personal responsibility for it. And behind the scenes, I'm trying to already plan my next stop. Boy, it sounds a lot like LeBron before he left Cleveland the first time. Remember, during the finals, we it was all coming out when he was playing. They were playing the Spurs. People were like, LeBron's gone. And then, of course, he went to Miami. And then it started coming out when he was with Miami. Oh, he's going back to Cleveland. Last time he was with Cleveland, it started coming out. You started hearing rumors. He's going to L.A. And now he's doing this to the L.A. Lakers. Matrix, myself, have been very vocal about LeBron James just absolutely obliterating the structure of NBA teams that he has been on. He, ha he came into the league. It was in great shape. And just like he has done to teams he has personally played on, he is deconstructing the league, and he will leave it in worse shape than he found it. Much like the Lakers, much like the Heat, much like the Cleveland Cavaliers, and whatever poor sons of bitching team that decides to take a run on him because, yeah, LeBron will put butts in the seats and will give you a temporary cocaine high 
while he's on your team before he tanks it. Jeannie Buss said, no, I'm not having it. You're here. You're playing here. You're under contract next year. We've got a power play that's about to happen between Jeannie, Jeannie Buss, who's known to be very tough, and LeBron James. And you got to understand, Jeannie is used to being around Magic. She's not, she's not unused to being around world-class super talent. Magic, Kareem. She's not intimidated by the likes of LeBron James. I can assure you of that. She's got a reputation. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. The Lakers are in full-blown meltdown, and I love it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about Tom Brady. As you guys know, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback has retired. Now, we have been very, very clear on this channel that we believe that Tom Brady wants to come back and play in the NFL next season. Where, where it will be, I have no idea. No idea. But however, the Buccaneers actually hold Tom Brady's rights next season as Tom Brady is still under contract for next season. And Tom Brady has been dropping a lot of nuggets that he's probably going to be coming back. And today was no different again, folks. But uh, check this out. Tom Brady's still being cryptic about NFL future on golf course. And it says here, the future Hall of Famer was at a Seminole Pro member golf tournament this week, not long after announcing his retirement from the NFL. But when he was asked Monday by Sirius XM, if his radio gig, the Let's Go, Sirius XM show was his only job, the 44-year-old remained caggy. To be determined, Brady said, I got a lot of things going on. Today is golf. So he's still dropping a whole bunch of nuggets here. And uh, since we're here, might as well just uh, play this little short clip here of uh, Tom Brady answering the question here. Here we go. Here with uh, Sirius XM's Tom Brady. Is that your only job now? To be determined. <laughs> I got a lot of things going on, but today it's golf. Fortunately, I got a great pro. See, I believe that Brady knew he was going to ask that question right there. Because the way he asked the question, he was basically asking, are you coming back? And Tom Brady was saying, to be determined. Okay? But however, if... Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians has his way. Tom Brady ain't going nowhere if he wants to come back. Over here on Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Bruce Arians, Buccaneers won't accommodate Tom Brady if he wants to play for a new team. So Bruce Arians is saying, Tommy, if you want to play next season, it will be in a Buccaneers uniform. But let's read some of this. Tom Brady is retired. Unless he isn't in recent days, a sense has emerged that he specifically has retired from the Buccaneers and that he perhaps liked to play somewhere else. We speculated that too here on this channel. Uh, Tom Brady has um, been praising how the Rams were all in on winning the Super Bowl. And it seems like he was actually actually taking a shot at uh, Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. We know what happened with um, Antonio Brown. Uh, Brady, we believe that he was thinking that the Buccaneers weren't as committed this season to winning another championship. But anyway, it says, if that's the case, Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians won't be inclined to facilitate any such attempt. 
Nope. Aarons told reporters at the scouting combine on Tuesday via Rich Road of the Tampa Bay Times. Bad business. Asked what it would take to get Brady. Aarons said five number ones. But just right there, man, he says he is not going to accommodate Tom Brady if he wants to return. However, he doesn't actually believe that Tom Brady wants to um, actually come back. When Bruce Arians talked to Tom Brady, uh, this is what uh, Bruce Arians said. Quote, he slammed it shut when I talked to him. Now, what does that really mean? I don't know. Maybe he actually told Bruce Arians that because Tom Brady is probably thinking, I don't want to play for the Buccaneers, but I'll happily return to another team. Now, this is kind of going to be a tricky area right here, and it could get kind of ugly here if Tom Brady actually goes to the Buccaneers and tell them, I want to come back, but uh, I don't want to play for the Bucs. And Bruce Aarons has already said, we're not going to accommodate him. Now, Jason Light is general manager. So at the end of the day, it could be Jason Light making a move to trade Tom Brady to another team or just flat out releasing him. But if Tom Brady wants to play, there's no way in, no way in hell they're just going to release him. They should actually try to get value for him. And I believe, folks, man, if Tom Brady wants to come back, I can understand where Bruce Arians would say, no, we want to accommodate him because this man's the GOAT. He's still playing at an elite level. And, you know, if you have him, you have a much greater chance of winning the Super Bowl than with any other quarterback on the planet. So maybe that's what Bruce Arians is actually uh, thinking here. But he's not going to accommodate Tom Brady. This could get ugly, folks, if Tom Brady actually goes to the Buccaneers and says, I want to come back, trade me. Bruce Arians is like, no. And you know what? You're probably not going not to get equal value for Tom Brady. But if you're the Buccaneers, man, you got to start thinking about the future here. If, if a team is going to give you a couple of number ones, you know, and um, some other pits, you better take it and run. Take it and run. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Bruce Arians says, no, Tom Brady is not going anywhere else. If he's going to play, he's going to be a Buccaneer. We're not going to accommodate him whatsoever. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Now, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the WNBA because the WNBA has fined the New York Liberty a record amount of money and actually threatened to pull the franchise from the WNBA. Now, we've done videos in the past on the um, the lack of uh, travel accommodations in the WNBA. And I kind of find it kind of funny that the WNBA can't actually um, get chartered flights, considering, you know, that the Marxist NBA China is subsidizing them. But apparently, you know, the. Uh, the ownership of uh, the New York Liberty decided to go rogue and provide travel accommodations for the players on the team. And the WNBA was not very happy, guys. So check this out. WNBA finds Liberty $500,000 for using charter flights reportedly considered franchise termination. Yes, they were going to pull the team from the WNBA because of chartered flights. I mean, this is pretty crazy, folks. And I know that not many people actually watch the uh, WNBA, but these ladies are taller than 
average ladies. They are. They're probably taller than me, too, by the way. And they're actually flying a commercial like me and you would. Probably not very comfortable for them, but if they get chartered flights, it's considered a competitive advantage. And WNBA said, uh, no, you can't do that. But let's read some of this, guys. The WNBA levied a $500,000 fine against the New York Liberty for their repeated use of charter flights over the back end of the season, an issue that has been at its boiling point for the past several years. It's a league record number that was reduced from $1 million and included the removal of Liberty Executive Oliver uh, Weisberg from the Leeds Executive Committee, according to a Sports Illustrated report. So, man, they actually lost an executive because of this. The use of charter flights is considered a competitive advantage since not all franchises, franchise owners are deep pocketed enough to pay. It's a violation of the collective bargaining agreement. Why doesn't it? Why doesn't the NBA, since they're subsidizing the WNBA, provide them with money for travel? I'm just asking the question. I mean, the WNBA has been around for 26 years and this sport really has not grown whatsoever. Now, one would actually think, man, at this point, the WNBA should probably just fold over and cease to exist. And honestly, without the without the NBA, it wouldn't exist at all. The travel details during the 2021 All-Star break didn't add up for personnel in the WNBA front office. The weekend held in Las Vegas and featured Liberty guard Bethany Laney in the game and guard Sammy uh, Wilkham in the three-point shooting contest. Sabrina Ayanscu, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name correct, and Rashonda Gray were among the teammates in attendance. After someone alerted the WNBA to the Liberty's violations, possible remedies floated by the Leeds General Counsel, Counsel uh, Jamie Durwitz, range from losing every draft pick you, you have ever seen to suspending ownership, even grounds for termination of the franchise, according to a September 21st, 2021 communication between the league and the Liberty reviewed by SI. The Liberty are one of the WNBA's eight founding franchises. They are one of only three, the Sparts and the Sparts and the uh, Mercury still remaining as the league enters its 26th season in 2022. Think of that, guys. There's only three teams left from 26 years ago that started the WNBA. All of the rest of them have folded over. I, t- I got to tell you guys again, man, the WNBA should not exist. It can't sustain itself. And they can't even fly their players comfortably from game to game. Crazy. WNBA teams fly commercial throughout the season, creating travel conditions that have been an issue for players, coaches, and team owners over the years. Liberty owner jo- Joseph Sy tweeted about it in October, and he said he was working with WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelbert to find a charter sponsor so that every team could fly charter without impacting owners' varying financial situations. According to Sports Illustrated, 
he had already presented an unofficial proposal on it to the Board of Governors. But here's the thing, guys. This past offseason, an NBA team, Las Vegas Aces, actually hired Becky Hammond as the new head coach in the WNBA. They're paying her a million dollars per season, which is like five times the amount of the highest paid players in the WNBA. But yet they can't actually find reasonable accommodations to fly their players around. This is one of the reasons why WNBA players actually play overseas and they make more money. The WNBA is a complete and utter disaster. So the owner provides reasonable accommodations, flies his uh, team commercial, and now they threaten to actually pull the franchise away from him and also probably eliminate it from the WNBA. Man, this franchise, well, this league, I should say, is a complete and utter disaster. A, A complete disaster, guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, the WNBA. They're really, really upset about a team going rogue and wanting to fly their team chartered. That's a bit no-no to the WNBA. Wow. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports. ESPN continues to outdo itself. When it comes to destroying their brand, whether it's celebrating people that hate the police, like Colin Kaepernick, or making every business decision based on race, please see Stephen A. Smith and Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. Well, we got to make sure that we put out something on social media, drop it out there, get instant blowback, instant backlash. Instant regret, and then, oh, pull it down real fast. You see, ESPN put something up on their social media last night to its thousands upon thousands upon thousands of followers, and then pulled it back because they realized, guess what? Oh, shit. Uh, People are not going to celebrate a character from a television show that likes to have shootouts with cops. Yeah, the police, who's a criminal. But is it any surprise that ESPN would uh, uh, brave, stunning, and courageously uh, shield and support any criminals like this? I mean, hell, look look, look how St. George Floyd is made out to be by all kinds of networks, including ESPN. They continue to celebrate LeBron James and the NBA brand. I mean, hell, look at Disney. So, let's get to this because, uh uh-oh, they had to put this out and then deleted their SportsCenter tweet. ESPN deletes cringy SportsCenter tweet with Euphoria meme. Now, I have not seen this show on HBO, but uh, I guess this tweet is tied to a character from the show that is, uh, well, let's just say not law-abiding. And just like that, it's gone. This is the New York Post. ESPN's SportsCenter account deleted a cringe tweet featuring a meme from HBO's Euphoria. 
talks about if you have not seen the show, bell out right now from the season finale. Twitter user at Luke Zim snagged a screenshot of the now deleted tweet in which SportsCenter posted of a 13 year old character, Ashtray. Ashtray? For real? Who has lived a life of replete with drugs and violence with the caption, quote, Name an athlete as fearless as this guy. A 13-year-old involved in drugs and violence. Name an athlete as fearless as this guy. Wow. Okay. In the season finale on Sunday, Ashtray killed a rival drug dealer and had a violent standoff with, you guessed it, the police shooting a cop. Wow. Ashtray is played by actor Javon Walton. Reach for comment. ESPN spokesperson told the Post the content posted was not in alignment with ESPN's brand, and we removed it. Seriously? Seriously? Now we're going to act like that's not part of ESPN's brand? It's exactly on brand for ESPN. All you've done for the last three years is celebrate people based on whether or not they choose to comply with the police. All decisions are co-signed based on color of skin. Would it absolutely shock me that ESPN... Look, they absolutely knew what they were doing. Whoever posted this involved with ESPN obviously thinks this sort of thing, this kind of behavior, is what we're looking for out of our teens these days. Yes, absolutely. Be involved with drugs and violence and shooting at cops. And ESPN, you co-signed it on your Sports Center account, on your on your Twitter account, and then you realize law-abiding citizens are not big fans of seeing that involved with their sports content. I mean, look, we all watch shows where there are a lot of bad guys, anti-heroes, and all this sort of thing. But to come out and say this, this criminal is more fearless or you have to name an athlete more fearless than this guy? Is that a joke? With ESPN, it's not a joke. They damn well knew exactly what they were doing when they were putting this pathetic piece of shit tweet out to begin with. It's right on brand. It's right on brand with Disney. It's right on brand with ESPN. I mean, at this point, I'm surprised they haven't given Colin Kaepernick a minority ownership in Disney. Hell, maybe they have. Maybe they have. Maybe he's an actual producer for the company, him and LeBron James. ESPN continues to be more and more pathetic. They've wrapped their brand around a league like the NBA and their ratings reflect exactly where their morals and value sets are. Their ratings have plummeted into the dirt. ESPN is pathetic. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Instant regret from ESPN. But it's not regret because they don't agree with what they tweeted out. Oh, shit. We're getting blowback. Now we regret that. 
I'm back. Rudrantz for our Black and White Sports. We've got breaking news this morning as I rise from my slumber. Ex-UFC champion and WWE wrestler Kane Velasquez was booked overnight for his involvement in alleged shooting. Yeah, out in the Bay Area, this is breaking news as it's just starting to make its way around. Former UFC champion Kane Velasquez was jailed Monday after he was involved in a shooting that left one man injured. NBC Bay Area is citing, quote, sources with direct knowledge of the investigation first reported the news of Velasquez's involvement in the shooting in Morgan Hill, California. The San Jose Police Department is investigating the shooting, did not provide details regarding Velasquez. Although it's unclear how he was involved, online records showed late Monday night that he was being held at the County of Santa Clara Department of Corrections facility without bail. No charges were listed, and the reason for his detainment isn't known. The San Jose Police Media Relations Office tweeted that the the man injured in the shooting was shot at least once near the intersection of Monterey Highway and Bailey Avenue. He was transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. One suspect was held in police custody, but a motive was unknown. The shooting was reported at 3.14 p.m. local time. Velasquez, 39, trains at American Kickboxing Academy in San Jose, about 25 miles north of where the shooting happened. Velasquez hasn't competed in the MMA since a 26-second knockout loss to current uh, heavyweight champion Francis Nagu in February 2019. Since then, he's been he's dabbled in professional wrestling with the WWE, as well as in Mexico. Well, and he was a two-time UFC champion. I believe uh, one of the matches or the angles he had in the WWE was a match with Brock Lesnar. And I think that happened over in maybe Saudi Arabia. I know there was some uh, controversy around that match. And in fact, around the whole card, and the WWE even being able to leave on the plane uh, had something to do with a payment or something like that. I don't know. So as of right now, now it says these injuries are non-life-threatening, but Kane is being held without bail. So I don't know. That kind of sounds like a man that probably pulled the trigger, but I wouldn't want to speculate too much. Maybe there were multiple parties involved. Maybe Kane was just there. And somebody else did the alleged shooting. We know how all this goes. As soon as we get something uh, more, I'll do a follow-up video on it. Make sure you hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. I'm back. Rodrance for a Black and White Live. Well, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I've said it on the big channel. Now I'm saying it on Black and White Live right here. One of my favorite podcasts is the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. i found that from John Middlecoff's solo podcast. Uh, Middlecoff was a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles under Andy Reid at one time. Well, they cover the 49ers, they cover the Bay Area, they cover the Raiders, but mainly the 49ers on their podcast. My opinion, best podcast on the 49ers on the planet. Well, they got a YouTube channel, and, and they do kind of what me and John do. 
live streams and then live streams move over to podcasts. That's what they do now anyway. So go subscribe to their channel. But they found a very interesting nugget involving Fred Couples. Fred Couples had Tom Brady on his podcast. And there was some things taken from that podcast. Guys, I'm going to share your YouTube uh, video here. So don't, I mean, don't demonetize me. Don't copyright strike me. Uh, but I'm going to share this video that Haberman and Middlecoff just put up. Uh, so I'll give these guys some love. Uh, but let's watch this video because it's very, very interesting. They drew a line here. How about this? Fred this Couples could be interesting, has a show guys. on SiriusXM Golf Tom Channel. Brady. And he had. And Kyle um, Shanahan. He had Tom Brady on it. Very interesting. And they talked. This is what. This is on March 2nd. This is from Rick March Stroud, 2nd. who covers Today. the box. Couples says, maybe you can tell us where you're going. Brady laughs. I tell you, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds. But I think for me, there's a lot of great things, a lot of great opportunities that I know I said right after football season, I was looking forward to spending time with my family. And I've done that the last five weeks. And I know there'll be a lot more of that too. So, you know, I'm staying super busy, that's for sure. Playing a little bit of golf. I'm actually going to see my parents tonight which will be a real real highlight for me on their turf. Going I'll to see his folks in, same bed in California in when I was a kid. I don't think my mom knows I'm coming home yet. So it's just between my dad and I. It's just a little bit of a surprise. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to some golf in the next few days and some more family time, and then we'll figure out where we go from there. Ooh, well. Here's the thing. They drew the line right there. Now, it's important to note something. At first, John Middlecoff said, well, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are at the Combine. Combine's going on right now. All these folks in the NFL are out in Indianapolis for the Combine or wherever they're having it this year. Maybe they moved it. I think it's still in Indianapolis. Who gives a shit? But the point is, the point is, he came back and said, no, only John Lynch is at the Combine. Everybody, far as we know, Kyle Shanahan is still in the Bay Area right now. And in case you're wondering, looking at that map there, that is about a 27-mile line to draw between approximately where we believe, and we can look at it again, I just flipped off, but where we believe Kyle Shanahan would be in relation to where Tom Brady would be. 27 miles. They could freaking meet anywhere. He could go out to Tom Brady's folks' house for all we know. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. But it's awfully convenient with so many people in the NFL world. Just so happens, Jason Light, Bruce Arians, I believe, are at the Combine because they were in an interview Arian said, we're not going to make it easy on Tom Brady if he wants it out. Well, the problem is, and Mike Florio said it today on PFT, so did Chris Sims, Bruce Arians has got no juice in Tampa Bay when it comes to making that decision. That is a Jason Light flash, slash Glazer's ownership decision as to what they would let Tom Brady do whether they would let him out, whether they would trade him to the Niners for a low-round pick, 
Whether they would trade him to the Niners for Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know. Okay? But Bruce Arians going out there and acting big, bad, and bold yesterday, it's not his call to make. Okay? And it's my understanding. It was Florio's understanding. A lot of people's understanding. Bruce Arians has no juice down there. It's not his decision. He went out there, and he's got a chip on his shoulder when it comes to Tom Brady, but that's not the point of this. The point is, Tom Brady has a very close line to draw to Kyle Shanahan right now and the 49ers. Now, we know his family was out there and all that, but it, it should be noted, it should be noted, something that was said here, we'll see where the future goes from there. After spending time with his folks, we'll see where the future goes. And I've said, if he comes back, if he can figure out how to get to the Niners, I think he comes back for two years, not one. Two. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. I'm back. Rodrance for a Black and White Live. Well, the other day we got this cringy letter released by way of Kyler Murray's agent. Of course, it made its way conveniently to Adam Schefter's hand. And it was Kyler Murray making a statement about his commitment to Arizona and all these different kind of things. There's been a lot of really bad feedback that has come out of Arizona in regards to that franchise quarterback. And here's the thing. Kyler Murray is bucking for a contract extension. He got mad. He, he pulled all of his shit down uh, related to the Arizona Cardinals off his, off his various social medias. Look, there's a lot of bad things coming out of there. There are. Okay, we got work ethic issues. We can get to that. Or hell, we'll get to it right now. But when I hear things like he's an 8-5 to five guy, an 8-4 to four guy, he's not nearly the first one in the building, not nearly the last one in the building, well, that is not how a franchise quarterback operates. It's not. He didn't want all the blame to be put on him for the loss versus the Rams in the playoffs. Why not? You're the franchise quarterback. You should shoulder that. Do you really, really believe Tom Brady wouldn't? Of course he would. Of course he would. He would own it. He would own it. You are the CEO of the uh, franchise on the field. Now, I've got to tell you, I think it's funny because the mainstream media absolutely hates Cliff Kingsbury. And we'll get to that news, too, because he got himself a contract extension today. Ha ha, mainstream media that hates Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, they hate his ass. Well, sorry, the straight white male, he got his contract extension. Eat it. Larry Fitzgerald's father calls Kyler Murray, quote, spoiled. And if you think this doesn't actually come from Larry Fitzgerald Jr., you're out of your mind. A few anonymous sources out of Arizona has been quoted criticizing quarterback Kyler Murray this offseason. This is PFT. Now someone is putting his name on criticism of Murray. Larry Fitzgerald Sr., the father of Murray's former Cardinals teammate, future Hall of Fame wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald Sr., a longtime sports writer who frequently offers opinions on news of the day in sports, 
replied on his Twitter to a tweet criticizing Murray with some criticism of his own. Quote, he spoiled, Fitzgerald wrote, brings his Oklahoma offense to the NFL, has to catch up, great talent, he's never been humbled, keep working. Fitzgerald Sr. is only offering his opinion and not speaking for his son, although it wouldn't be surprising if he's basing his opinion on things his son has told him. No kidding. Fitzgerald Sr. may have heard some of the same things that led Chris Mortensen of ESPN to report on Super Bowl Sunday that there are people in Arizona who think Murray is, quote, self-centered, immature, and a finger-pointer. He's bucking for a contract extension, by the way. That's why he got mad and he pulled everything off his social media. Question is, do you give this guy a do you give this guy a contract extension after that performance against the LA Rams? Boy, I would be very skeptical. Very skeptical. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim both got contract extensions. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray wants a contract extension. But the team has chose to move forward on other fronts before turning to Murray. The team announced the head coach Cliff Kingsbury and general manager Steve Keim have both agreed to contract extensions with the team. Both men are now under contracts through 2027. Kingsbury was hired in 2019 and has gone 24-24-1 over his first three seasons. The 2021 season ended with Arizona's first playoff berth since 2015, but they lost to the Rams on the road on the road in the wild card round. The Cardinals missed out on a chance to host a playoff game by going one and four in the final weeks of the season, including week 18 loss to Seattle that gave the Rams the NFC West title. Yeah, but wasn't Kyler Murray hurt once again for a bunch of the season? I mean, really? Kime has been the GM on the job since 2013, has been with the organization since 1999. Quote, the leadership of both Steve and Cliff have been key factors in our team's turnaround over the last three seasons. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell said in a statement, we are looking, we are all looking forward to continuing the progress and recognize these two individuals will be part of achieving our long-term goals as an organization. It's not clear it's not clear what impact the extensions will have on talks with Murray. Kingsbury agent Eric Bernhardt Burkhart also represents the quarterback, which might be a promising sign for both parties, both conversations involved. Yeah, I would say that probably has a hand in it. There's so much like intertwining involving these agents and all of that. Now Interesting note about Murray, Chris Sims, they were talking about this at length, and for some reason, Kyler Murray has become this like media fan, this media favorite. They've wrapped their loving arms around Kyler Murray, even though at times he has been terrible, okay? Uh, look, has he played good quarterback at times? He has, but he's got some things going against him. Number one, again, the work ethic issue is real from what I understand. Number two, when Chris Sims says he knows for a fact there are literally 10 teams that would not touch Kyler Murray as their franchise quarterback, 
That's concerning to me. It just is. I mean, how many true franchise quarterbacks out there would most teams that need a quarterback or whatever, how many are there that they wouldn't touch? Think about that a minute, okay? Uh, We know Russell Wilson's a true franchise quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I'm talking true franchise quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. You know, if you talk to teams around the league that didn't have a quarterback and maybe even some that already have one, do you think their response to any of them guys would be, no, we think we'll pass? Think about that a minute. I've heard rumblings that that maybe Arizona has entertained Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. Now, the problem is all of Deshaun Watson's trouble, but it's not like they haven't had dealings with people either from Houston or with Houston themselves. Please see DeAndre Hopkins. You get the point, though. Interesting. I mean, man, you just don't hear a lot of rumblings, bad rumblings, about true franchise quarterbacks coming out from their teams, about young ones anyway. I mean, yeah, guys like Aaron Rodgers, they expect a lot from their organization, and things get kind of hairy. But we're talking about a young franchise quarterback, and the things you hear coming out of there, they're not good. They're not good. People need to be a little bit more objective. I still say clubs like the Cardinals looked at Patrick Mahomes and said, oh, let's grab Kyler Murray. And yeah, he's been better at quarterback for the the Cardinals. But still, could it be better in Arizona? Got to ask yourself that. I'm back. Rodrantz for Black and White Sports. Well, my goodness. There's one thing in sports you never want to get labeled, and that's a quitter. That's being a quitter. That's quitting on your team. Or a team completely given up. This morning, made a video. LeBron James is spreading rumors around the All-Star weekend about him wanting to leave and play with Bronny James. We got Jenny Buss, I guess, um firing back at LeBron and saying, no, you're under contract for another year. You're not going anywhere. And the play melting down against the Lakers and the reflection of that looks terrible to Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. But what's crazy is this criticism also comes from Dwayne Wade, one of LeBron James's boys from Miami, one of his banana boat guys. Yeah. Wow. Looks like they're quitting. Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade took issue with the Los Angeles Lakers play as of late ahead of the team's latest loss to the Dallas Mavericks. O'Neal and his former Miami Heat teammate questioned the Lakers' lack of effort at halftime of the L.A. game against the Mavericks on inside the NBA Quote, you got to at least put more effort into it. I don't mind losing, but when you don't have a lot of effort, it shows that, and I hate to use this word, it looks like they're quitting. O'Neal said, I hate to use that word. I don't see a lot of effort out of this team. They can still do something. I'm not talking about winning championships. (laughs) 
But if I was them, the first goal would be let's get out of this ninth spot. Let's just start coming together. Let's start playing together. We know if we play together, we show effort, play hard, we can compete with whoever number one or number two is. Wade, a former teammate of James and close friend of the NBA superstar, said he hated when coaches used the word front runners, which to him meant when things are good, everyone on the team is all in, but when things are bad, everyone is out. Quote, there's no sense of urgency with this team. Like Shaq said, it's not about winning a championship at this point. This is about pride. There's no pride out there with this team. They pull apart from each other. Wow, they've given up. The Lakers have given up. Unfortunately, the Lakers lost on Tuesday night to the Mavericks 109-104 after making a comeback. Dallas trailed by six with seven minutes left to play before going on an 11-0 run. The L.A. Lakers are 27-34 and 34 after their latest loss. Seven of their last ten they have lost. Wow. So, you've got LeBron's own buddy, his former teammate, coming out and saying LeBron and his team look like they have no pride out there. You've got Shaquille O'Neal saying, looks like they've all just given up. And we've seen this before. When LeBron James checks out on a team, Cavaliers, Spurs, Finals, when he checks out, when he's already made a decision in his head that he's ready to move on from a team, we've seen him give up, become uninterested, no longer wants to give the kind of effort needed to win ball games. We're talking about a guy here that believes he's the GOAT, now, the problem is he keeps telling everybody he's the GOAT, and when you're the GOAT, you don't need to tell anybody you're the GOAT. Everybody knows you're the GOAT, except you're not. Michael Jordan is. That's the big difference here. Uh, nobody ever heard Jordan go, I'm the GOAT. I'm the GOAT. You never heard that. LeBron, he tells us all the time he's the GOAT. Your team is 27 and 34 right now. Again, you had more turnovers last night than Russell Westbrook, a dude you recruited to this team. Horrible acquisition, a terrible fit. There's only one basketball to go around. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Dwayne Wade, they got no pride. Shaq, them bitches have quit. Yeah. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.